Here we go, They're seven seconds. Deep. Berkovici, he's just going to air it out deep downfield, and uh, no white shirts around. Oh, it's it's gone. Gone. Gone for a touchdown. It doesn't get any better than this. What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. You may be wondering, it's been a while since the last episode. Where has the Red Shirt Podcast gone? And to that, I don't know. But what I can tell you is this is March. As I am it's, here, joined by... Time to interject. Time, that's what I, you interjected before I could even say. I'm here with what I call the group of interjectors. You've heard of them in past March Madnesses. Um, we have Joey Bonadonna, Trent Phillips, and Jackson Francois on uh, to break down everything conference tournament related. Um do everything college basketball related. So let's just hop right into it. How are we doing, fellas? Poor dream. You Awful know, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. The Wisconsin Badgers won a basketball game today. That's what I was going to say. The Catamounts lost a heartbreaker. Uh, Wait, they lost? Yeah. Yeah, they blew it so bad going to the OT, too. Yeah. See, that's – I think all of our yeah, lives I can't, are pretty different. I can't relate to losing them. Because the thing is, Joey right now has a weird, weird, not happiness, but maybe sigh of relief because his Wisconsin Badgers managed to win tonight against an awful Minnesota team, and they probably should have lost anyways. Me and Trent Phillips are in agony because our team suck. Um, Western Carolina had a brutal loss for him, the Catamounts. ASU lost, you know, it was brutal last night. Then we have Jackson, of course, who his his Missouri Tigers. Now, when I say his Missouri Tigers, I really do mean his Missouri Tigers. Your favorite player's favorite player. Your favorite uh, player's favorite player. Exactly. And uh, you guys are, champ. Just you can put whatever. The white boy of the year. On the way to March. Yeah, yeah great job. <laughs> on the way first, to March. Um, first interjector to play in March Madness, Jax Francois. First it's true. Maybe not the maybe not the last. Stay tuned. But um, okay, where do where do we want to start? Do we want to go? Specific conferences, they don't have anything specifically pressing for where we should start. Anywhere but the Big Ten. Yeah, I was going to say, I right, let's get the Big Ten out of the way right away so I can, we can be quick with it and rip it off like a Band-Aid. So. Well, you're at your room. ACC, how about the ACC? I think the ACC, honestly, might be the most fascinating in terms of both the way that they're seated and in terms of, of like who's actually going to get in because we have – my just for context, Miami on the one line, Duke on the four line, Virginia two, Clemson three, and it's just an interesting bracket because you look at Clemson's the three in the conference, but there it's right now on the outside looking in for the NCAA tournament. Same with like you have North Carolina State, your Wolfpack Trent as a six, probably more you know more likely to get in than a team like Clemson. It's just interesting. So uh, initial thoughts: how how are we feeling about the ACC tournament? It's I such have a no clue. It's such a deep league that you really it can go any which way, right? Yeah. I think there's like eight teams that literally have like a legitimate shot at winning that tournament. It's just like I'm trying to see. There's not anything like magic wise that I immediately see that pops to mind. But it's just the thing that I'm most interested about is it's not even who wins the tournament. Which it could be if there were to be one of the lower seeds to steal it, sure. But I'm more looking at the teams like like North Carolina, like Clemson. Um, how many? Like, what is it going to take for them to make the tournament? Are they, you know, for North Carolina, do they have to make it to the championship game, or do they have to win the championship game? Clemson, do they need a, you know, same kind of story? It'll be interesting. Say the way people like, think we already know about. Miami, we already know Duke. We already know Virginia, those three are pretty locked in. And then everyone else, it's kind of a scramble in terms of both seeding and even just qualifying. I was going to say the way that people think about Clemson and North Carolina, for sure. I mean, they're probably both next four out looking in the tournament. They might have to win that thing. And I mean, not that I think Pitt and NC State should probably be fine. But look, if both, if they got bounced in their first game, that leaves them, you know, with some. You know, not feeling necessarily great going into anxiousness. Yeah, I mean, definitely not. That would not be a fun weekend. No, and you don't want to end up in Dayton. Absolutely no, not. Not you don't want to. You don't want to end up in Dayton. But I'd rather end up in Dayton than the one seat in the in the NIT would be my only my only counterpoint. But off that the rip, do you guys true. have do you have a team you like winning this? 
Uh, I think matchup wise, Duke. I like. Yeah, I go. Um, that bottom part, the the. I honestly, based off matchups, I think North Carolina could potentially make a run here. I I I think that I mean they've beaten Virginia, um, a matchup with Clemson. I think that's kind of a do or die game for both teams. I'd be interested to see how that matchup plays out if if they do end up making it to the semifinal. Um, I mean. North Carolina has done this before. They've just gone on a run when they weren't expected to do well. I mean, we saw it last year. Granted, this is a a team that's not playing hot. They're playing very uninspiring basketball, but it's still the same team from last year. Maybe they can put something together, put together a run, and build their resume, maybe just get an AQ, and they're in. No doubt they're in with an AQ. I'll give you that. Uh, Trent, what are we thinking? I'm honestly leaning towards Pitt right now. I think, you know, they've been a little bit cold lately, but I think getting that first buy, and they're going to get one of the easiest first matchups. Um, on I I think it's Wednesday. If they could get by that pretty easily, I think they've – I mean, they beat everybody. They beat Virginia. The only team they haven't beat is Duke. So, if they don't have to run to Duke until the championship game, I think Pittsburgh's going to get hot and find a way to win it all. I think Pitt would play Duke in the quarters, if I'm looking at the correct bracket. Pitt plays winner of Florida State, Georgia Tech. They're the five seed. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be Duke in the quarters. I think if they could get by Duke, they're going to win it, though. Yeah, okay. Jackson, I heard you mumble, but I didn't actually hear who. Who do you like winning it? I definitely think Duke. I mean, I think they're the most talented team in the field. And said so they've just got to get by Pitt. And it might be a little bit smooth coasting from there. You always want good bigs. Freshmen are starting to play really well. Uh, they kind of – they're accustomed to everything. I think they go ahead and win this tournament. Yeah. For me, I think this is cool. First one, we all have different answers. I like Miami. Um, I The thing about Miami is – they just they can run teams out of the gym with their offense. They they don't necessarily play a ton of defense, but when you have such talented, experienced guards, Isaiah Wong, Nigel Pack, um, Jordan Miller, they score at a frenetic pace. And it's just when you're going into March with so much uncertainty, for me, I'd like I default to that to teams that can score at that level, especially in this in this short burst when you have an experienced team with playmaking guards. That's kind of what brings me to Miami, but it's not necessarily I, – I don't think there's any team with a clear, like there, – there's nowhere close to a consensus pick on this, as can be shown by the four of us picking differently. But um, let's see. Where, where should we go from after ACC? I think we Big should 12? save the Big East for last. Big East for last? So Big 12? I go Big 12. We'll go, yeah. We go, we go Big 12. I think Big – I mean, I, don't, I guess I don't think – the Big 12 is the best – Wait, let me see. The link I just clicked on did not actually have the seedings. Big 12. Can you, can you put the seedings up in the Zoom? What'd you say? Can you put the Z- seedings up in the Zoom? Yeah, let me – actually, yeah, let me share my screen. Um, but I need to get – how do I move this thing? I'm reading it off right now. Kansas is the one. Texas is the two. Kansas State's the three. Baylor four, Iowa State five, TCU six. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about, I mean, they're so loaded. I think if you, not that it would be feasible by any stretch of the imagination, but you could really make an argument that every single team in that in that conference could make it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't oppose it. Um, the, uh, the really, Texas Tech, Texas yeah, Tech. after the coach situation. That, okay, yes, yeah, see yeah. that might. The Mark Adams thing may may throw a dent in that. But the, the coolest thing about this tournament is in so many of the tournaments, like the first game first round of games really isn't very interesting because the teams at the bottom are just kind of fighting to to just be beat. But these first round games have huge implications. Um West Virginia would definitely seal a spot beating Texas Tech. 
Um, Oklahoma State's right on the bubble. Beating Oklahoma would go a long way. And then just just the beautiful thing about this conference is every single game matters. Every single game has so much like value to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's just so fascinating the way that you have a team like TCU that's a six, a team like Baylor's that a four. All of these teams are top 25 teams that I think could feasibly make a final four run. But uh, let's see. Let's go reverse. Jackson, who do, who do you like winning the Big 12 here? Kansas. It's not, I don't think it's close. I think Kansas, Kansas might be the best team in the country. Um, outside of maybe Alabama and Missouri. But I think Kansas might be the best team in the country. They're, Trent? they're really I good. I think it's got to be Kansas. They got really good leadership from point guard position, Jalen Wilson to stud freshman. And the big's really good too. And he's playing better as of late. Yeah. Joey? Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, Kansas kind of seems to be the consensus pick. If I do want to pick a dark horse, I, I, I think if TCU can beat Kansas State, I think they have the talent to uh, get a run going. But I think, yeah, the consensus pick would be Kansas. I completely agree on TCU. I think if anybody could knock off Kansas, I think if they could completely find a way to dominate the interior on those young bigs at Kansas, I think that's your best shot at beating them. I think you've to, especially with a league like this, right? In a tournament like this, it's a bloodbath every single game. You, you want to go for the team that knows how to win in March. That team knows how to win in March. And to exactly what you said, I will be going in the exact opposite direction. Joey, I like the TCU mentioned. I think TCU is definitely a team that can make a run that kind of stumbled down the stretch, but is, is more than capable. I'm taking Kansas State. And I know that that it's a, you know, not going to be necessarily the popular pick. And for all of the reasons that you guys have said, Kansas, it makes total sense. They are national title contenders. They probably, even if they don't win this tournament, should be the number one overall seed, in my opinion. Uh, I believe Jalen Wilson this morning was named player conference player of the year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Kansas can do it all. But the thing about Kansas state is it just feels like this magical run has, is setting up for a fantastic, um, fantastic March. And you look at the way that they've turned it around so quick. Uh, Jerome Tang has to be the national coach of the year. I don't think there's anyone else that deserves even discussion with him. Um, and then you just have such a dynamic duo of uh, Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson. Um, they can they can go toe to toe with any team in the country. They're not a team that they're they're not particularly one sided. They can really get it done across the board. And it's just one of those things where I, it goes to the vibes. And I think Kansas State has the makings of being you know a March darling. And I think I mean I mean I think they're probably one of the most likable teams this year in college basketball. So. Keep, let the good times roll is my is my thought on this one. Um, anything else on the Big Twelve before we move on? I I think Kansas State. You absolutely hit the nail on the head there. Like, I think whoever wins that Kansas State TCU game would one hundred percent have the best chance to knock off Kansas. I agree. Yeah, I think, I think that's probably the, the game to watch. I think is is Kansas State TCU the winner will play theoretically Kansas. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's hard to beat, like, that's a bloodbath game. It's hard, hard to win both of those in a row. Well, you'd, you'd go into that and play Texas, I think, in the, in the next round. Gotcha. So or, you're playing three, I mean, the winner of the tournament I mean, is going to play three. It doesn't games. matter how you line it up. Like, somebody's going to have to win some wars to win that conference tournament. Yeah. Where to next, guys? We want to go out west, Pac-12? Let's go out west, yeah. Pac-12 or Mountain West? We can go Mountain West. I say Mountain West. We can go Mountain West. Mountain West is much cooler than the Pac-12. This is true. Um, This is true. Mountain West, let me... These graphics are awful on here. Let me get it. Let me pull it up from Rothstein on Twitter. Yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. John Rothstein puts out some great graphics. John Rothstein's the man. John Rothstein endorsed podcasts. Um, it is March. This is March. Okay, I have Mountain West pulled up. We have the one seed San Diego State 
two seed Boise State, three seed Utah State, uh, Nevada, San Jose State, the four five, uh, New Mexico and Wyoming, the six eleven matchup, um, UNLV and Air Force, the seven ten matchup, and then Colorado State, Fresno State is the nine eight nine matchup. So this is a conference that um, at one point looked like it could maybe be up up to like a five bid league. Right now, it's projected around three. But there, I mean, for being, you know, a non non traditionally power conference, there are a lot of very solid teams in this conference, and I think many viable candidates to be able to win this thing. So, if anyone has any strong opinions, go ahead. Boise State is going to run through this conference tournament. There is no way they absolutely are. That is, I think they're backwards are going to catch fire and run through the Mountain West. This is San Diego State's tournament to lose. I saw them lose to Boise State last year by one point in the conference final game. They're going to get their revenge this year. I, now, would I like a uh, Wyoming or New Mexico or UNLV run to make this thing interesting? Yes, but runs don't happen in this tournament often. It's usually a Once chalk. a UNLV fan, always a UNLV fan. It's usually it's usually a chalk tournament for sure. I'd like it to be anyone but San Diego State for undisclosed reasons. Um, so I, I might tag with with Jer on this because he's said it for a, a couple of days. Why not, Richard Patino, New Mexico? They need it. It's the Lobos. New Mexico, Lobos. no matter what. New Mexico. They've got the players. I will ride the New Mexico Lobos into the ground um it's been a tough you know couple weeks couple months for us lobos fans um you know i really bought in we were last undefeated team in the country the wheels have fallen off a little bit in conference play um but look i'm i'm lobos till i die they're oh, just such a fun team to watch the backcourt of jamal mashburn and jalen house um it's thrilling and you know when when i think of peak basketball I think of New Mexico playing Nevada on CBS Sports Network or maybe Fox Sports 1 if it's a slightly lesser. But that's It might be the CBS game. No, 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 no. Not CBS. CBS Sports Sports Network. Network. CBS Sports Network. The best channel for college basketball. And throw all the facts, any of your, your calculators away. It's always been New Mexico. They are the destined team. We're getting uh, New Mexico winning might not be able to get us back to the original goal of of five bid because you t- that probably would hinder one of the other teams. But we can do four. I know we can do four, and who knows? Maybe five. You never. I don't want to. Who's cool? okay? Because the thing is, if New Mexico were to win it, that means they beat Utah State. So Utah State's not getting in. But we can do four bid. We could do SDSU, Boise State, New Mexico, Nevada. That. Four bid is pretty big. That will probably beat the Pac-12. Not probably. It will beat the Pac-12. No time, okay, right? that, that, let's segue that into the Pac-12 then, shall we? The Pac-12 yeah. is a weird, weird, weird conference. Um, dog water. It, pretty much, bad? yeah. It's just it, bad. The top, you know, you have UCLA and Arizona, the one and two. They're, you know, legit. And after that, SC is probably comfortably on the tournament at this point. But then you have Oregon's the four. I feel like you haven't heard about Oregon all year. Um, then you have Washington State, Cal is the 5-12 matchup. ASU, Oregon State is the 6-11 matchup. Uh, Utah, Stanford, 7-10. And Washington, Colorado is the 8-9. It feels like they're, like, the back half of the league, or at least the middle of the league, you're talking about, like, the Washington States, Utah's, Stanford's. It feels like teams like that could probably pull off an upset or two, but there's just there's no way that we're seeing any sort of colossal upset in a conference like right. this, in my opinion. I'm going to Washington State run to the final. Uh, Washington State Washington State has a very doable road. They it they have Cal and then Oregon and then presumably UCLA would get them to the final. Yeah, give me to the, they'll get to the conference final and lose Arizona. I mean, I I I totally see it with UCLA. Uh, the injury to Jalen Clark did not look good. 
Um, that's going to put them at a, at a tough spot. And see, that's where that's where it's brutal for ASU. ASU, had they just – even if they if they won last night, they would have been the five seed. And then you play Cal and then Oregon, and then you're on a side with UCLA, who's injured, as opposed to being on a side with SC and Arizona, who, I mean, ASU's not beating Arizona again. That's took a 60-footer to beat them once. They're not going to beat them again. It's just weird, and I think – it's hard to imagine them getting more than three bids. ASU would have to probably win three games, beat Oregon State, beat USC, and presumably beat Arizona would be to get an at-large bid. And I think that could probably do it, but I don't think that's going to happen. I like Arizona State to make the semifinal. Um, I think they. I think USC is beatable, um, as is most of the bracket in this Pac-12. Um, but, yeah, I like Arizona um, as my Pac-12 champ. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Arizona, I, whoever was whoever was going to lose last night's Arizona UCLA game was gonna be who I'm gonna pick, and just so happens to be Arizona lost and UCLA one of their best players got hurt. So, regrettably, Arizona. After Is it time the for the greatest Arizona. conference? Is it time for the greatest me? conference in college basketball? Let's go with the SEC. So yeah, the I, I, yeah. I mean, uh, SEC sounds fantastic. Yeah, let's do the SEC. Um, we obviously have an SEC enjoyer here. Let me pull it up on Rothstein again. God bless. Uh, this is not a great graphic here from Rothstein. Not a great one. graphic, but you know what? You you live with it. Um, so you have the one seed Alabama, two seed Texas A and M. Three seed Kentucky, the four seed your redshirt podcast Missouri Tigers. Um, those are the those are the teams with a double buy. Then you have the five seed Tennessee, six seed Vanderbilt, seven seed Auburn, ten seed Arkansas. That's the seven ten. And we have Georgia LSU uh, SEC championship game in football, but the eleven fourteen in basketball. And then of course Ole Miss South Carolina twelve thirteen. Um, did I skip over Mississippi State Florida? I did. That's the eight nine. Yep. Thoughts. I, I Jackson, I'm fascinated to hear what you have to say. All right, so obviously the Missouri Tigers are gonna win the tournament. I mean that's a given, but I think it's a really good tournament. I it's definitely the most people underrate the SEC. And you have teams that I think I think you could have eight tournament eight teams that should be tournament teams. Um now, like Mississippi State is going to give AM a game. They just beat AM last week because they'll beat Florida. You have Ole Miss, who's been playing really good basketball as of late, and they'll play Tennessee. Um, and then Arkansas Auburn is a 7 10, and then the winner will get, I want to say, Kentucky, who's a three seed. They'll yeah. get AM. They'll get a- No, the we'll other get- yeah, they'll get AM because we'll get Alabama. I think Alabama might be – you might have one of the best teams in the country, one of the best players in the country. You have stars on almost every team. And those, one of the more underrated players in the country is my teammate, Kobe, but also Toulouse Smith at Mississippi State is a star. He's a stud. He um, And if Mississippi State can hit shots, which doesn't happen often, they're, they're beatable. They, just, they beat TCU on their home floor. That was who, big. We hail as you know, beat Kansas. That's our underdog Big Twelve team. Well, middle of the pack SEC team beat. Them. It, it's a really good league and it's a really fun tournament. Um, and especially with the injury to Tennessee, you're gonna have you're gonna have matchups everywhere. And I think that Ole Miss Tennessee game is gonna be a really fun one. And it will be a Kentucky home game. So, I think yeah. it always is. The one thing for me is. When I was kind of looking at this shaping up, the team that I really liked for a Cinderella run, not necessarily to win it, but to maybe make some noise, win a couple of games, was Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has been playing fantastic basketball, but then Liam Robbins, one of their top scorers out for the year, and it's a little harder to think of it. But quietly, Vanderbilt, I mean, is is the sixth seed. Vanderbilt's built perfect in the fact that they have speedy guards, Miles Stute can shoot the skin off the basketball. They had two bigs there able to run 42 with the ponytail or the man bun, and then Liam Robbins as well, who could really dominate games, especially when you play drop coverage. 
Um, I mean, they they were on a great run. They they beat Kentucky. They just beat Mississippi State going into February. I mean, they they, they beat, beat Tennessee. Auburn, they beat Florida. They beat Tennessee. They've been playing fantastic basketball. I mean, it's unfortunate that they, they not had they not lost to LSU. LSU, I I think they're one hundred percent a tournament team. Yeah, I mean, because they're they're at the point where. They were so out of it, and then they've just been winning and winning. It's like, okay, for what? And it's to the point where if they were to make a hypothetical, so their first opponent, LSU or Georgia, they win that. Neither of those do anything. But then you play Kentucky. You beat if you beat Kentucky, and then you follow that up and beat, you know, you'll get him you get or Miss. You'll get. I think you get Auburn, and you win that game too. That puts you in the championship, and honestly, I think those get those two wins could put them in at large discussion. Not, I think you know, large discussion, but I don't know if it's really possible with that loss to LSU was bad. Now LSU's got stars, right? I mean, you always have talented players, but um, I really had they not lost to LSU, they're definitely a tournament team. I agree, and I in terms of teams with. Like bubble implications, you're looking at Mississippi State is definitely the biggest there. One of the last four included. Auburn got a big win this weekend that helped them probably solidify their spot. But if they go Arkansas. one and done against Arkansas, it might be a little dicey. Um, Arkansas, I mean, I, I think it's a matter of securing some seeding, you know. Arkansas is so talented that if they can, especially with Nick Smith back, they can be, they can beat anybody in the country. I, I do like Arkansas. Um, they're not playing great basketball, but if they're if they're starting to get healthy, and they're able to, I mean, it's a tough draw, um, having to get a and M right after your first game. But if they're able to get that, maybe they go on a run and solidify some 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 hope of getting into the tournament. Are you taking Joe? Who are you taking here? <sighs> It's a tough. It really is a tough tournament to pick. I, I like if Arkansas beats Auburn, and you get a matchup of A and M and Arkansas. I think A and M is just playing hot right now, but I like Arkansas's talent. I think the winner of that one is going to be going to the finals. I, I don't know how that that top's going to shake out. Yeah, I, I I don't want to tell Jackson that Missouri's going to lose in the semifinals to Alabama, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Fair enough, Trent. Again, this is just like you said. This one's so hard to pick, but I honestly I'm leaning towards Kentucky right now. Kentucky's been so hot and cold, but I think getting most likely an injured Vanderbilt is going to be an easier game. And then Arkansas, Auburn, A&M, those are all very beatable teams for Kentucky. I think they'll be able to glide into that championship game way fresher than any of their opponents because that other side of the bracket is just going to be war after war. I think the uh, I think Kentucky A&M is such a good basketball game. And Kentucky beat them in January by three on their home floor. I, I don't think they can do it again. Wade Taylor's playing really unbelievable basketball right now. A&M's been a really fun team to watch. Um, for me, I'm taking Alabama. I'm sure, you know, this isn't a surprising pick. When you look at Alabama, they've been playing some pretty bad basketball over the last several weeks, and they've still managed to find ways to win games, to, you know, at least stay in games. Like, the fact that they only lost by six to A&M and had a, really had a chance until the end when they shot, you know, they've been shooting under 20% from three points when they're taking, like, 43s. They... So they're all is yet to come or is, you know, they're kind of on a, a little bit of a downward spiral with that just being close games, not shooting well. They're going to be able to shoot the ball well. It's just a matter of the timing. And I think they'll get hot in the tournament. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that they have to run into the Missouri Tigers. Puts me in a little bit of a conflict of interest, given my my diehard fandom to both. But I got Alabama. Um Okay, from here, do we give in to Joey and go to the Big Ten, or should we do? I don't think I don't. I I think we should just do a one minute segment of the Big Ten. I'll just pick who wins. Let's just get it over with, yeah. Okay, big. Okay, cool. Big Ten, Joey. Do you have the graphic, or am I gonna have to pull up the graphic? I, I've got, I've got it. 
And I, I don't know if he's been too long on this. Um, I can I can read the graphic. Um, the one seed Purdue, two seed Northwestern, three seed Indiana, and four seed Michigan State. They have the double buys. Then you have um, Iowa, the five seed, Maryland, the six seed. They have a buy. And then you have the seven ten matchup: Illinois and Penn State. Um, the eight nine between Michigan and Rutgers. Um, the twelve thirteen between Wisconsin and Ohio State. And then everyone's favorite matchup, the 11-14 between Nebraska and Minnesota. Um, I'd like to start this off just, just with a fact um, for no one, you know, that doesn't need to be elaborated on if anyone chooses to, they can um, at their own risk. Um, Wisconsin is is 12th in the Big in the Big Ten. They're 12th and people want them Nebraska, to be Nebraska is 11th. That's insane. And I will provide no further context and we can continue on talking about this conference. Right, so, yeah, so there's a lot of context. No, no, I'm going inter- to inter- ah, interject okay. here. Uh, um, if I can interject there's here. A lot of, interject uh, no, 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 no. There's a lot of context that does need to be provided here. Um, can I interject, though, really quick? Just quick interjection. Fine, Jackson, go ahead. I like Jackson. Thank Jackson. Thank you. I, I just want to say that um, being below Nebraska, uh, means you should automatically be eliminated from the NCAA tournament. And I also think Nebraska goes on a little run here in this tournament. I mean, Wisconsin's a 12 seed. If you're a 12 seed, you should, in your own league, you should not be in the NCAA tournament. I was I was on the Nebraska ball last year. I don't know if I can do it again. All right, they, so they, they could feasibly win two games. You know, Beat Minnesota, beat Maryland. Maryland cannot win away from home. Neutral court is no different. They cannot win away from home. All right, Joey, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand this off to you, and I'm gonna just wait. I'm, I need to set a timer. I'm gonna set a timer for a minute fifteen, which One is minute. Jim. Okay, ready, set, go. So Wisconsin obviously is the 12 seed. Um, not how they wanted it to be at the beginning of the season, but this is a favorable line for them. They have Ohio State in the first round. They don't get that by, but they get Ohio State. That's a quad two game. Iowa, they swept in the regular season, uh, two nothing. Tough to be a team three times in a season, but they need to do it. You get those two wins. uh, Jared's probably not going to like it, but you're probably in the tournament. And if not, then you play Michigan State in the third round. And that was a game that came down to the wire where they weren't totally healthy in that one either. Um, I don't know. It's possible. They're not playing good basketball. I will admit that. Uh, they were disgusting today. Um, 20 seconds. I don't, I don't think they're going to make a lot of noise. They're, they're going to maybe win the games that they need to, but it's not like they have a shot at winning this. Um, but I, I will, I will have the rest of my time. I'm saying that Indiana is going to win the big 10 tournament. One second spare. All right. In case you're wondering, that's the, that was the ASU fight song, the team that is 100,000% more deserving than, than 12th seed in their own conference. Yeah. Wisconsin. Um, but, uh, I think Purdue wins the tournament. Pretty sure we did. They're really tall. Also, um, I'd like to interject on one thing. So, Ohio State on neutral court, if and you know, there's some parts of the net, you know, quadrant system that I like, but I think this is a big hole in it, and why some a very additional context. On neutral court, a road at Ohio State. If you brave the trip to Columbus and slay the Buckeyes, like. Wisconsin somehow did. That counts as a quadrant one win. Are you so kidding? Won- That's, That's insane. That so you're going to tell me winning at Missouri is easier than winning in Columbus? Apparently. They, Wisconsin, look, they had six wins in the quadrant one. Not you right, know, so- at, at Ohio State. They're, by all accounts, Wisconsin, they're, if you want to use net, you know, or, or that kind of thing for them, you can say, oh, well, the quadrant one wins. But you can also look at their own net. If you lose, I believe if you lose to Wisconsin at home, that counts as a quad three loss or something crazy like that. Wisconsin is not a tournament team. They don't pass the eye test. They don't really pass the resume. They don't pass the being, you know, a better seeded than Nebraska. 
I mean, it's dumb. Like the, I mean, the analytics are obviously going to favor the Nets, going to favor the Big E, Big Twelve, and Big Ten. But like Ohio State's awful. How are they? I mean, like quad one win, winning at three thousand people at Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, goodbye. Wow, to me. Um, this is. I mean, the Big Ten's always weird. I feel like. With this many teams with such a complex bracket structure, I really think it could go any which way. Um, my, I guess before my leaning, really. So Wisconsin obviously has big, you know, bubble implications, as does Penn State. I think with their win today, Penn State probably feels a little better. Um, Michigan, after losing their last two, I feel like might need to win the tournament. Um, after their two tough overtime losses, but it's, you know, I wouldn't count it out Michigan as a knack for things like that, but those are really, and I guess R- Rutgers as well. Rutgers is in a weird spot where they're probably in, but definitely it's not comfortable. I think whoever loses, well, if Michigan loses that game against Rutgers, they're obviously done, but if Rutgers loses that game, I would not want to be a Rutgers fan on selection Sunday. Well, I think Michigan Rutgers is if you lose, you're out. It, it's your own fault. You choke a 10-point lead with a minute left against Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. The Badgers beat Minnesota. You got to be able to beat Minnesota. How about just don't put either of them in? Work, well, works only, well, Give the I Big don't Ten think either of them. Five bids. Maybe three. I mean, neither of them are going to beat Purdue. Again, we talked about this earlier. This is the same thing with the Big Ten. They're going to get a surplus of teams and maybe one makes it to the Elite Eight. They're going to be. I think that's generous. Teams. I think maybe one makes the Sweet 16. I, 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 I mean, I'll say it. As a Big Ten fan, I don't like any of these teams' potential in the tournament, and we've seen this year in and year out. I, I, Northwestern's the two seed. I mean, good for Chris Collins. They, they've put together a solid season and, you know, some great wins, but I, I don't – they don't have the experience in March and I don't, I don't like them making the second weekend. I, I think Purdue and Indiana are the only two teams that have potential of making the sweet 16. Um, no one else particularly. I interject. Inter- Illinois 100% can make it just as far as either of those teams. Uh, I should have I think Penn State could beat them on, on Thursday. When you have flamethrowers like Terrence Shannon and Michael Meyer. Michael Meyer. There's no reason they can't not only win the Big Ten tournament, but go deep in the NCAA tournament. Like, I don't see why not. I don't think there's – to be honest, I don't see a single team in the Big Ten capable of winning a national championship. With that being said, I agree, yeah, with that. Like, Purdue just feels like a team that's not – Gonna with such young guards, more than just we can have all the discourse we want about Zach Eady in terms of it. You know, there's so much. What do you do when he gets in foul trouble? Can I interject? Can I interject? No, Jackson, you look like you have something great to say. Yes, this is the David Jenkins uh arc right here. The David Jenkins Jr., former UNLV running rebel and friend of uh, the program. Uh, definitely, I think this is his one shining moment to go. Um, you know, young guards now he's a senior. And go score. I think he's actually going to be a big piece for them. Yeah. Thank you. Um, no, I felt like I, I, don't, I don't see Purdue. It feels like more often than not, you see, you know, star guards propelling their team. Zach Eady, there's no doubt what he can do inside. He's virtually unguardable. But when you talk about getting into those, you know, late game scenarios, he's not, you know, they're super young at that guard position for the most part. And it's it's gonna be tough for that. And I like Indiana too, but Indiana's I don't I don't know if Indiana really has has what it takes to win deep into into an actual tournament. With that being said, Indiana's my pick to win the conference tournament. I mean, I think they've looked really nice down the stretch. Trace Jackson Davis has lived up to the hype and more. Um Jalen Hudjafino's looked better and better as the year's gone on. It's more of just like a gut thing than like there being anything specifically I love about them. Cause I really think not necessarily because I think all of these teams are great, 
But I think you could pick for maybe 10 of the teams, and I could be like, okay, I could feasibly see them winning. Not Wisconsin. You couldn't no, 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 no. Wisconsin, no. Wisconsin has no chance. No, I, I Wisconsin I simply say, is not like, a NCAA tournament team. Wisconsin, to get um, the, they're like a four seed NIT team. Yeah, I give them a, I give them a I three. Like them to get the, them to get the wins that they need to be in, be in a conversation. There's no chance, no chance that they're going to win this tournament. And when you look, that was Wisconsin UNC NIT matchup is going to be crazy. I mean, I mean there's going to be about. 2,500 people in the Dean Dome for that one. Oh, yeah. That's, no, that's they're probably going to be in Carmichael. <laughs> it, it's so funny because uh, me and Trent were talking about it earlier before. It's like, that'd be such, like Wisconsin, North Carolina would be such a fantastic matchup in the NIT. Neither of those teams have any business being in the NCAA tournament. Does you the know? winner play Michigan, or do they play – did Michigan already lose at this point in the NIT? Michigan. Hunter Dickinson definitely, like, opted out of the NIT, let's be honest. Michigan already <laughs> – See, the, 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 the Michigan discourse versus specifically Wisconsin discourse – and I'm sorry to be the dead horse, Joe. I mean, you, you hear this all day anyways, so I know you're, you're passing. But the thing is, Wisconsin has always been in this position, and they've been on a downward trend and yet are still given the benefit of the doubt. At least with Michigan, Michigan was kind of counted out for a while, then they had a little, you know, upward tra- they've had more of an upward trajectory lately. Wisconsin's just been this whole same team kind of the whole year long and continue to get the benefit of the doubt. So at least Michigan, you can say, well, they're playing, they've been playing well lately until these, you know, overtime losses. It's just, Big Ten's a mess. Big Ten, I don't think the Big Ten's getting anyone in the Elite Eight. No. Move on to uh, the Big East and how Mar- Marquette's not going to uh, win a game in the tournament. That's a, that's think, a, that's a great well, way of Joy, saying it, Joy, but we're not letting you just take out your anger like that. So UConn is winning the Big East tournament. 100%. Yeah. Georgetown, Georgetown is winning the Big East tournament. I, you know my cash app. I will take it. that bet with you very easily. I can't um, bet on sports. I'm sorry. I, shoot, you're right. I, okay. I also not replacing that bet. Georgetown, does George? All right, all right. Here's a good bet. Not, not that I would do this. Does Georgetown lead at the under four media timeout in the first half of whoever their first game is in the Big East tournament? No, it's against Villanova, so the answer is no. No, absolutely. Under four? No, there's yeah. no, there's no chance. Yeah. Um, I think they Georgetown have a better chance leading at halftime than the first under four. You think so? I think, I mean, four minutes. All you needed to do is get to four minutes. you winning the first – so, the, I guess, under 16. No. Yeah, there's no chance. No. Hit a couple threes. They, they have a better chance winning at halftime. I think they're just going to get smoked. But for context, so we you guys have an idea of the field itself besides Joey's harsh segue to try to deflect – from one Wisconsin team to another. Uh, Marquette is the one seed, Xavier the two seed, Creighton the three seed, all of them with buys. Then the four or five matchup of uh, UConn Providence, um, 6-11 of Villanova Georgetown, 7-10 between Seton Hall and DePaul, um, and the 8-9 between St. John's and Butler. This is a really good tournament. Really I'm so good. excited. I'm excited for this. I think, I mean, it's just a year in year. March is so crazy. Because it seems that every single year, you know, the most exciting tournaments are going to be the Big East and the ACC. You just always get the same vibe. You get a team, low seeds always going to make a run. You always get the same. This is why March is amazing. You always get the same excitement. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's almost like rewatching one of your favorite movies, but each time there's something you just didn't remember, there's something new that pops up, and you're like, oh my god, this is why this is the greatest thing ever. It's like, I love March. March Madness is my favorite thing on the face of the planet, maybe besides the San Diego Padres. Um, but this, I could see this going in a number of different ways. Um, I mean, Marquette obviously has to be based off of standings-wise the favorite, but Marquette's also, you know, definitely susceptible to being upset. They can score at a high rate, but they're not 
you know, they're they're not a high caliber defensive team by any means. They we saw they they almost blew it late to St. John's yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I mean, honestly, my I'm a big Creighton guy. I think Creighton's gonna make a deep run in the tournament itself. But my pick, I like Villanova. I think Villanova is I think that they're going to be the bid stealer this this time around because they are too talented to perform the way that they have all year long. And even if the, the wins and losses haven't shown it, they've looked like a much better team since the return of Justin Moore, who tore his Achilles in last year's tournament on their way to a deep Final Four run. You have a guy like that. You have Eric Dixon and Caleb Daniels have been playing well, just hasn't necessarily – they haven't been able to lead themselves – um, Cam Whitmore coming into his own. There's just a lot of star power. There's, you know, even without Jay right there, it's hard. You know, the vibe around Villanova. Um, maybe it's maybe it's unfair faith I have in them, but I think I, I think they have what it takes. And I think in a in a conference like this, where there's gonna be each game's gonna take a lot out of them. Like if you run into a Marquette or a UConn in that championship game. You, you probably have teams that are super, you know, they're already into the tournament, doesn't necessarily have that much of an implication. Um, they're running on fumes versus a team like Villanova. Once you win one and two, you're just playing off of energy. And that's that's why teams are able to make those runs because that's all they're playing for. You know, the, it's it's now or never. And so I'm, I'm taking Villanova. I think the talent will overwhelm it. Um, but yeah. Do we have, I mean... Joey, I, know I think all... it's a solid pick. I mean, I really just question whether or not they have the depth to really just walk through that tournament. But if their stars play the way that they're capable of and they can keep all those guys on the floor, I mean, there's no reason they can't. Cam Whitmore is the best player in the Big East. If he well, if he's locked in, he has the potential to be the best player in the Big East. He's not the most consistent, but he one hundred percent can be the best player if he's locked in. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm gonna say that uh, you. you um, geez. Trent said it when we started. Uh, UConn's gonna be my pick to win this tournament. I think. I think UConn is. They've already beaten Marquette. I think Marquette's defense is really going to be a liability for them in in this tournament. Their offense is fantastic, but I think you need to be able to play defense in this tournament to, to have a chance. Um, I did like Xavier until um, we find, find out today that Fremantle is not going to return. I think that would have been a really big boost for them. Um, But I like UConn. I think they they had a tough stretch, but they're playing well now. I'm, I'm going to take them to win the, the Big East. Um, I'm going to take take Creighton. Creighton, I think, yeah, the best team money can buy. So uh, they're pretty good. I think Baylor Shireman's really good. I think Kaluma's really good. And then go. I mean, they. Until like you know mid season they struggled, but they're they're really really good. Yeah. So those are all of the the power conferences per se. Is there are there any other specific leagues that, you want? You want that's where we need to do it an America East spotlight. Let me pull it up. I mean that. That's really what we want to talk about. And I think we should get some championship game picks for tomorrow night. Oh, I'm I'm with it. So American East, we are obviously already into it a little bit. Um, On Tuesday, we have number one, Vermont, at number five, Binghamton, and then uh, UMass Lowell versus New Hampshire. Me personally, I'm not super in tune with this conference, but Jackson, what a – what drew you to the American East? I mean, Bryant lost, I think. And yeah, that's what I, I was gonna say. Bryant, Bryant did lose. Yeah, and so I mean, I think this might be the year UMass Lowell breaks through, and makes the NCAA tournament. Um, it's always one of my favorite games at like 
10 a.m. on uh, ESPN in, in Patrick Gymnasium uh, on the lovely campus of the University of Vermont. I, think, I just want to talk about uh, how fun Vermont is, and this is the actual year they win NCAA tournament game. I'm with it. I mean, sure. I've I have no. Who who's our little mid major? Uh, our mid major darling this year is it going to be Charleston or Oral Roberts? Well, I don't even I think, think Oral Roberts qualifies for this. Yeah, year. I think Oral Roberts. Yeah. Is- I don't think Charleston gonna- does either. Twenty nine and three. They're not. They gotta I make. They gotta. If this is a year, if this is Colgate's had a couple of really close calls in the last two years, I think this could be their year that they win a first round game. Raging Cajuns. That's my pick. ULL. They're gonna be the. They're gonna be a darling. So, Chattanooga is gonna beat Furman tomorrow night, and Jake Stevens is gonna propel them to an NCAA tournament win. No, they're not. They're not gonna beat Furman. Furman's good. Furman yeah, Furman almost play. lost to Western Carolina. They did. Yeah, but Furman's also like they're legit good. Western Carolina has like seven players. <laughs> I've seen the Catamounts, bro. I'm I'm as tall as the Catamounts starting center, and there's and their starting center gave Furman all types of problems. What do you think Jake Stevens is gonna do? You're six eight. Mizzou center is six eight. That doesn't. That's not the point, Jackson. That's, that's not, not the point. Try to say how tall he is. That's Jake not the Stevens, point. the dominant big, the dominant force, the dominant center in Chattanooga. Furman is going to have no answers for him, and Furman is very good. You're right, but I think I mean we, Bob Ritchie has not been able to get it done yet, and they've been first or second in the conference like five years in a row, and he still can't get it done. Today has been both good Asheville. and bad news. Because the great thing that happened today was the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks with a thrilling win at the buzzer over Eastern Washington. Um, 11 and 22, they move on to the next round in the big sky. But also some heartbreaking news. Um, Trent mentioned. But Campbell, 16 and 18 Campbell, they had the Big South won, and then UNC Asheville snatched it. They were, they were dead in the water and came back. UNC Asheville, I believe they were the first ones to get to get the automatic bid. Brutal for the Campbell. The dark side of March. The dark uh, side of March. UNC Asheville's not going to win a game. A Drew Pember, yeah, he's going to put on a show, and people are going to know who he is by the also, they beat They beat UCF start the year. Um, let's see. No, they're, I don't think they have the firepower to win a game, but Drew Pember is going to put on a show. Liberty's yeah. been there in the past. Darius McGee's been kind of a, a big March Didn't guy. Didn't Kennesaw beat Liberty today? Kennesaw, Kennesaw beat him by one. McGee, McGee was 0 for 11 from three. Oof, brutal. Kennesaw might nah, – no, Kennesaw won't win a game. Um, I mean, th- that's the thing is or- Oral Roberts would just be such a chalk pick because Oral Roberts is a legitimate threat. I think they're going to get decently respected in terms of seeding because they're – like, I think they're probably Ooh. 12, 11, maybe even. Do you think maybe an 11? If, I if to- Oral Roberts loses in South Dakota, so if they lose in the tournament, are they still in? If they lose in the conference final, like one. Yeah, I think if they lose in the conference championship game, they're still in, yes. I yeah. think we should pick the A10 too. Oh yeah, let me good good call, good call. Let me pull up the A10. Great, great call actually. Great call. That One of the call. most fun conferences, year in and year out. Man, why this? They just keep taking me to these awful lengths, and into that with this website, I just default myself back to John Rothstein on Twitter. Um, yep. Interesting. Where, yeah, where do I find? I just I go to John Ross. So number one VCU, number two Dayton, number three Fordham, number four St. Louis. So, okay, give me uh, give me Slu. Yeah, I I'd, I'd say Billikens. Um, I'm gonna go off the sheet of the four you said, George Washington. I have watched several George Washington games over the last couple weeks. They're hot, and and I don't really know a ton about them inside and out, but in terms of, wait, no, wait, 
No, no, Actually. no. George, no, 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 no. Ron, George Mason. George Mason. George Mason. George Mason is what I want. I was looking. George Mason right. is who I'm taking. You know what? I'm also gonna back him. Former Mizzou Tiger, true son, Kim English, head coach of George Mason. Josh Oduro is a very good um, senior big, probably fifth-year senior at this point, number 13. He's would be really good. I think he could he won't win a game in the NCAA tournament for George Mason, but he can get him there. I mean that that St. Louis George Mason game on uh USA Network at 2 p.m. Oh. on Thursday. They, uh, I mean that's a that's really watch TV. I mean, look, I'm I'm looking I will say it was it was the game when they played at Dayton. They won 74 69 on February 25th, 2023. That was when I said George Mason, not George Washington, George Mason. You guys are cool. Did you know, little trivia fact, that Loyola Chicago went from being a top 25 team to last in the A-10 within I was just about to say that. Yes. They are Loyola Chicago and Rhode Island being 14 and 15 in this conference. It's not. not Anyone who knew college basketball – New Loyola Chicago was going to suck. Yeah, but it's it's still one of those things that it's weird to actually see because it feels like they've been such yeah. a fixture. You're not you're not wrong. I don't think anyone had any sort of legitimate expectations for them, but it is weird to see them finish at that you know in the in the cellar. Very sad for Sister Jean. Very. I sad think if you threw us four out there with a random college basketball player, we score more a game than Loyola Chicago does. Oh yeah, I'm I'm dropping thirty seven. We give up more points, but like we're squ- they are one of the worst offensive teams I've ever seen this year. Out of like from like a decent conference. Yeah. I y'all want to swag? Are we gonna are we gonna pick the swag tournament or no? Let's pick the swag. I mean, look, we're and Dayton's gonna win the A ten. Dayton versus I- Davidson championship game. Davidson, I could buy. I don't. I, Foster Lawyer is going to drop thirty-five a game, lead him to the championship game, and Dayton's going to win. Is Foster Lawyer the best player in the A ten? Yes or no? Outside of Yuri Collins, easily. Yuri Collins. Yuri Collins is a dog, but Foster Lawyer is putting up some crazy numbers. Dayton losing to Michigan State will haunt me for a while. It did haunt me for a little bit. Oh, that that hurts so bad. That hurt really bad. Hunji Long, what was his name? Uh, the the clean kid from uh, Japan. I think oh, he's I Korean. Maybe he may be Japanese. I know you're talking about that. He's a dot. He was. He's that game. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the swags. Hate to interject because we, but we said we we're going to the swag. I'm looking at the standings. This should be Grambling State, like, pretty easily, right? Well, the best player in the league is on Mississippi Valley State, and it's Terry Collins. He's, this is he's, true. He's pretty good. He gave Missouri 24-25 in the first half. If I may interject, um, the eight seed Texas Southern beat Arizona State in overtime. They did. They did. I, I mean, the worst. Fun so Mississippi Valley State is technically the worst team in the league, four and fourteen. I think this is definitely a Grambling Alcorn. I mean, Grambling or Alcorn. Grambling two, is the Wichita only team in this conference that is more than. This is just looking at very very minuscule stats. They're the only team in the in the conference that is above at least a game above five hundred. On the road, they're nine and six on the road, eleven and one at home, just dominant. They're fifteen and three with Alcorn State, tied at the top. I just I think that it, it should be them. I like them at the beginning of the year. They're supposed to play Wisconsin, and then the game got uh, postponed. You're lucky. But I I like Grambling State. I I, I genuinely think that Grambling State could have won that game. The ASU this is so chalk. Texas Southern. I mean, obviously, it's in Birmingham, so you kind of should think about Alabama A&M, who's really close to Birmingham. You always don't want to play. So that's why I think I Texas Southern won the league maybe last year. I don't think they can do it again. I don't think Prairie View can do it either. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like, I, I, I like Grambling. I'll, I'll go Alcorn. Fair enough. I'll go Grambling. Swag. I'm mean, so chalk. That's gonna be the championship one. game. Those two. Yeah, that I think that's gonna be pretty chalk. The swack is where I'm going to have to depart. It's been real. I, I've been so privileged to interject with you all this evening, and I'm looking forward to Selection Sunday. Oh, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Can't wait. Do we have right. – let's see. The the automatic bids we already have. Kennesaw State won the A-Sun. Um, at UNC Asheville won the Big South. Uh, Drake won Missouri Valley. They killed Bradley. In the Northeast, uh, Mary Mac is ineligible, so Fairly Dickinson got it. That's, I mean, a bot. That rule is so dumb. Ohio Valley, Southeast Missouri State. Simo Philip Russell is a dog. He like he won't win a game in the NCAA tournament, but he'll make. He's really good. He played us, and then, um, uh, ooh, you said. Those you have, oh, Tucker DeVries on Drake. I think yeah. they win as a tournament game. Yeah, Drake is always gonna be a tough out in the tournament. Yeah, I, I mean, think they definitely Tucker DeVries is a star, and then, um, yeah, the coach, the dad's the coach, they're very good. Imagine if they still had a guy like Yasufu, that would be that would be a pretty tough team. Um, that would be a tough team. what'd you say? That would be a tough team. I mean, they were ranked what, what a couple years ago, COVID year, with Yes Food. Yeah, I think yeah. And they were pretty oh, close to it last year, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Were they in the tournament last year? They were, yeah. Yeah. But they won the year before. Was was when they still had Yes Food. They were a first four team. Lost to Wichita. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other conferences we want to look at before we before we call it a day or a night? I guess it's a different. You are we all on? You guys, it's Monday. And me, it's Sunday still. Yeah. It's yeah, Monday yeah. here. Yeah. Nice. We're less than I a mean, week away. This is. I think March. we've got nailed everything important. Yeah, Jackson. When I mean, do you think, head out? I think we leave Wednesday. We play Friday. A little bit of fun, a little double bye. Uh, where's bye. the SEC tournament at this year? It's in Nashville. It should be Nashville. interesting. Very Kentucky blue and Tennessee orange. Oh, um, yeah. I'm excited to play another road game at Tennessee. Uh, last one went well. Um, no, it's going to be really fun. Go, go win three games in Nashville, and then, you know, go cut down, cut down some nets, and, you know, go win six games in the NCAA tournament. Call it a day, baby, and I'll. Nine I'll, uh, games in a row start season, nine games in a row end season. Sounds good. Absolutely, perfect. absolutely, and I'll I'll proudly wear the the number twelve Missouri jersey that the Jackson so graciously gave me. I'm a I'm a Missouri fan for life. For life, Miz, baby. And when Blue I, Tigers. I don't remember if I said it, but when I wore that jersey, when I wore the jersey, the I I was obviously wearing a hoodie too, but then the shirt under that, I had a shirt under it. I was wearing my Bench Mafia shirt. <laughs> I, was, I was I was Francois top the bottom. You're insanely repping that day. I'm a I'm a Francois Truther. Still waiting on you know, still waiting on the call up for the for the interview with uh with with uh, athletic director Reed Francois. But we'll we'll get there one day, won't we? Maybe we'll get we'll get there on uh, your official visit. So I mean, look. <laughs> If if you can get me the credentials, I'm I'm there. I'm t- I'd be happy to take an OV. I'd love to meet Dennis Gates and <laughs> see if you need. I'm, I mean, I look. You can try me out. I'd be a pretty good, you know, celebration guy. The like, you know, handshake guy at the beginning. You know, I, I, I that's my job. You, I, you don't you don't get to take my job. I'm just and, saying, like, I think I could do it and look slightly more coordinated and less dumb than you. So I mean, I'm, I think uh, I could be good on the practice squad. We. We don't even have a practice squad. I'm well. I'm on the practice squad. I mean, me and you. Dan. You are the practice. You squad. are the practice. Hey, hey, I can... All right. All right. Well, I think that's that's just about it. Thank you guys for joining us on this on this impromptu, you know, interjectors episode. One week from today, or 
less than one week from today, I suppose, if you're in a different time zone than me, we'll be discussing the actual bracket. Um, Jackson will be happy his team is in, but pissed off about some sort of seeding region something. Trent will be mildly happy that NC State got in with a bye, but just by the skin of their teeth. Um, Joey's going to be go. Joey's gonna be happy because somehow uh, Wisconsin, the departed Joey will somehow be happy that Wisconsin got into the first four. And I will be in agony after ASU loses to Oregon State and they will be a four seed in the NIT. Um, maybe, we'll have, maybe we'll have some other guests joining us as we go along. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. We will see you guys next time.